get us the well, charcuterie board. It's, I know. <laughs> Kathy, you had one job. Come on now. Oh, shit. I was supposed to do that? I think that was you. Me? Yeah. Mr. Cheese Man oh. describing, like, cheese to their, like, You can't get, like, a microbial. 3D porn description of cheese and not have it. It was basically cheese porn. It was cheese, cheese porn. porn. Everybody, you're listening to God Spice with Greg and Kathy. If for anyone who loves S and M, they're awesome dreams. I'm like, I mean, I'm I guess like, that's fair. It's all relative. <laughs> it really. I mean, I am wearing leather today. You are. I mean, I, I feel the vibe. I mean, I should have brought my leather pants. Oh, why just, didn't you get the memo? Uh, you know, we it was, sent it out last night. I, he literally was going to pack them. They they were they were with my pants, and it was a last minute decision to take them off the pile because we were running out of room in our suitcases. For shame, we had to make room for equipment. Yes, and I thought it was going to be a little warm here to wear them, but it's actually been quite chilly. Oh, what's what's happening? happening? No, I well, I heard uh, from this amazing guy at this Thai restaurant a few days ago here mm. in Pasadena that. Yeah. Uh, apparently see apocalypse. Oh, absolutely. And he said, you know, next thing to come out on the streets will be zombies. That and I was like, happen. have you been watching too much of <laughs> Walking Dead? Yeah, Walking Dead. <laughs> I know everyone's all hyped up about The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. Like, is yeah. is that what's happening here? Well, that's the roadmap for survival. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have had a zombie apocalypse plan since I was in high school. So, Do you have like an emergency bag put together? No, I'm not that crazy. See, I I think we need to put an emergency bag. We together. used to have after uh, I need September Dad 11th. To give me all I, the penicillin he can. Oh, that's your penicillin would be key. After <laughs> I would just get an allergic reaction. <laughs> I'll get the Z pack. The Z pack. Oh, we can do erythromycin. Yeah, that's that's fine. true. There we go. Yeah, yeah, I'm like penicillin. I'll just every we're gonna go into anaphylactic I'm shock. Somehow, like, at least not mm. to date, allergic to anything mm. medicine wise. I did used to have a go pack after September 11th. It we was did. Advised to have a I go had pack. it at my company. So it had water, medicine, uh, food. Like I had it in first grade. First grade? I did not have a go bag. No. Oh my God. Mm. But can I say something crazy? Like when I was in first grade, they turned the TVs on when it was happening and put it in the classroom. Wait, they put it on? They put it on in the classrooms. That's not right. That's not right. That's not right at all. That like at the time I was just confused. Now looking back, I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. That's not cool. That like I was six. No, that's scary. I actually saw um for me, reliving it, I was power walking with my mom. Yeah. At this park that jets out in Staten Island. And you could see the Twin Towers very clearly. Okay. And I remember that morning, I had gotten home very late from work the night before. I was working in the entertainment industry then. And yeah. we worked these weird hours. And I my boss that. was cool with me getting in closer to like 10 or 11. I was like, I just can't come in by nine. Like, can't do it. Fair. And... So I went power walking and I literally with my mother saw one of the planes hit hit the building. Hit the building. Oh and she my and I were God. like yeah. she and I were like, is that what are we really seeing that? Like mm-hmm. and then I was like, maybe he's a drunk pilot. And then we decided to sort of like just instinctively run back to the car in the parking mm-hmm. lot instead of yeah. continue our power. Gut walk. instincts are so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like I always trust them. Absolutely. And that's when like everyone's cell phone was not working because everybody was calling each other and this has been bandwidth was not what it is today absolutely insane and that's insanity like that they put that on for you to watch yeah Yeah, that was insanity i remember i just realized i would have been five because i wouldn't have had my birthday yet oh my god so like 
That's crazy. Yeah, I'm like, what? Like, I was literally a kid. And, like, I don't think, like, at the time I even registered what was happening. I was like, this is a scary movie. Right. Right. No, I really mm. didn't think it would be what it ended up being. Mm. Yeah. I, I was really hoping the first plane that we saw. But then we were driving home on the news. They're like, oh, my God, a second plane has come in. Mm -hmm. Jesus. I remember was, my business partner at the time. I was about 20 blocks away. He calls me. And I'm in the office and said, he just saw a plane hit the trade center. And we're trying to figure out, was it a small plane? Like, like a Cessna? Is it like, you can see like inexperienced pilots, maybe all of a sudden they can't climb out yeah, fast enough. Yeah, like the enough. little two-seater. Exactly. Like... A Cessna or so, of sorts. And so we're chatting, we're chatting. And then I said, well, let me go on like CNN or something like that and see if there's any news. There wasn't any news on it yet. And then he hangs up. And then all of a sudden he calls me back and like another plane hits. And at that point, uh, there's like very few of us in the in the office at that at that time. And then the gentleman who is my manager, all of a sudden, I take a look at his cube, and he's like, he's he already he already booked. He didn't, you, even, he didn't even tell his team guys. You, if I were you, just were leave. You in, he just booked. Were you in Tribeca? I was uh, Hudson and Houston. Yeah, yeah. That's a so, year in Tribeca, yeah, in Tribeca, like Soho area. Mm -hmm. But like, literally, didn't give any notice. He was he just he, he just booked. He didn't say Jesus. team leave. He just all of a sudden he well that's very out like that's off. not a very good leader. He would yeah, like no. protect myself. Like yeah. you guys figure it out. Correct. For, figure it out. You're that's you're insane. you're on your own. No. Yeah. So actually, my boss somehow got through to me, and he's like, "I hope you're not on your way to the office because I was that like anal type A who was always mm -hmm. like first one in the office type." Yeah, I get that. And <laughs> and he was like, so happy I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And at the time, my later husband. But at the time, boyfriend was in Miami, and all he all he tried to do for hours was just try to call me and see if I was at the office because mm -hmm. my office was across the street from the second tower. Mm -hmm. Jesus. There was yes. zero cell service. Was, like the bridges were shut down. At, Everything yeah, was shut down. Was you had to West walk street. home. I was, I was working across the street. Mm -hmm. And my uncle, who you've met, mm -hmm. he worked at 25 Broadway, which is a couple blocks down around the corner. Okay. And he always know, like knew where I was, and they mm -hmm. live like just four blocks from us mm -hmm. in Staten Island. And he was there at Twenty Five Broadway, and that poor guy. Instead of this is the difference between the dude you were dealing with and my uncle. Mm -hmm. My uncle, instead of like going with entire team, and they were all running to the ferry, mm -hmm. like Staten Island yeah. ferry, just to get off or whatever ferries they could find in that like that south tracks. He ran the opposite direction towards my building to see if I was there and I was okay. Oh, wow. Oh. And then the poor guy ended up in all this other cluster shit of people oh. who he somehow was moved with a group that mm. was like, they were trying to rescue people at that point. Yes, yes. And he ended up like yeah. somewhere, I think in New Jersey oh, through wow. like some other ferry. Like he went and like, he ended yeah. up poor thing in some other place. Mm -hmm. And it was all because he was trying to look for me. I mean, yeah. that's how you know he's a good man. He mm -hmm. is a good man. Like that's how you know. Like yeah, he's a good human being. And that was a crazy time. That was nuts. I, yeah. You were six mm -hmm. and I had just turned 22. Yeah. He wanted to make sure the uh, the Indian princess, Miss India USA, was taken care of. Very funny. That's true. She is Miss India USA. Yeah, we, don't, Wait. we do not talk about that. I just did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But also, that's amazing. Yeah, and that was when I was like a child. Mm -hmm. Like, not, I was like 17. That's... Okay. Yeah. But I was like, very young. Yeah, no, I remember like the teachers crying. They all turned the TV news on. Mm -hmm. Like, we all got picked up early from school. Mm. Like, I remember my mom, like, watching it in the kitchen and, like, her crying. And I'm like, 
oblivious to like what's, what's going on, on oh because like you don't talk about terrorist attacks mm -hmm. as a small child no, no no you don't and um my baby sister she hates when i still call her this but i think she loves it <laughs> but my baby sister is not that many more years older than you yeah. and so she was like what eight or nine and for them like her then progressive years in school were all about how do we protect ourselves from terrorists? I got a lot of that. So did too. you also go through mm -hmm. that? Yeah. It's insane. And now today, not to make this a dreary episode, but our kids are dealing with like school shootings, yeah. right? And how do we protect we ourselves from We even had that when shooters? I was in high school. Really? Well, yeah. look at the 50s, right? Was that the uh, when the Cold War started? They used to have Well, we had the drills. Russian we had the Russian scare in the 80s. We did have the Russian scare in the we 80s. We had to as protect well. ourselves from a potential Russian yeah, attack. Yeah, we had active <laughs> shooter drills. We had an armed cop on campus. Mm. Oh my god. Like again, that was I graduated 2013. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. So, it's scary. Well, yeah. you know, how we deal with our fears, though, I think also shapes us, right? Mm -hmm. like, Absolutely. And you deal with a lot of people, right? A couple, a couple here that, and there. That, that's a that's a good actually. That's a that's a good start because we. Uh, it's funny we always end up sitting down with our guests and instead of like starting the show with them introducing themselves, we always just end up in a conversation. Well, yeah, because we were ready in one. Yeah. We're ready in one, so I think it's a perfect time um, so people can relate to exactly the amount of people that you deal yeah. with on a daily basis to introduce yourself. Yeah, well, I'm Andy. I do hair out here in LA. And so I'm a salon manager currently. And I'm actually in two weeks going to be going down to a salon in Orange County, mm -hmm. Alchemy Collective Hair Lab. And so definitely see a lot of different types of people coming in, like mm -hmm. between staff or things like that, and all of the clients and everything. We get a wide variety. Okay. Of so do you interesting characters. do famous people? No, that's not really where kind of my vibe is uh -huh. at. Like, I always wanted to be the hairdresser like that I wanted growing up. Sure. Like, not necessarily the person who was going to say no because something was different or mm. weird. Like, I do a ton of color, like rainbow hair, color corrections, a lot of more textured, edgy styles. Mm. Like, well, it's, I can do the pretty hair, too, but... I did the celebrity styling thing a little bit when I did makeup before sure. I did hair. And it's fun. It's cool. But I prefer getting to have more genuine conversation with people and like get yeah. to be an active part of somebody's life. Yep. I'm very particular with my hairstylist, as you know. Like she, she knows that hair is very important to me. Oh yeah. And you know when I find the right well, I think hairstylist, hair is a part of our personality. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. I've actually walked out of salons before. I walked into a salon one day. It was a new stylist. And I'd already prepped them. I have curly hair. I have calyx. And I always pretty much tell uh, a stylist that I work with, I want them, It's to me, it's a piece of art. Be creative. Absolutely. And for some guidance, just think of, I want something that's, you know, edgy as though I'm walking down the runway meets, you know, a Rolling Stone cover. Oh, you know, yeah. something just kind of fun. And, you know, I'm originally from the music industry and just the way I am, my personality, the way, the way I dress. And so I sat down in her chair and the first thing she does is pull out a pair of clippers. Yeah. And she was ab literally about to touch my hair with clippers. And I said, what are you doing? And I said, like, my hair it, is like, thick. Like the I said, electric thing? Yeah, the electric clippers. No. Yeah. And I said, you're not going to touch my hair with those things. It's just not yeah. going to happen. And so we're going back and forth and we're like literally like fighting. And I'm, oh, like, that, no. that's, I'm like, that's it. I'm like leaving this Which establishment right now. Which is the right best now. move to do in that. Yeah. Like for me, a big part of like any appointment is consultation. Yes. 
like I can cut hair fast. I can work fast. I'd rather spend 15 minutes with somebody like, I mean, that's a long consultation, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. still like, tell me what you like. Tell me issues you have. Like, what's the longest length you want? What's mm. the shortest? And it's like a lot of people don't necessarily know what they want, but they know what they don't want. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So like one of my favorite questions is like, what don't you like? Yes. Mm-hmm. What don't you want this to look like? Because people would be like, do whatever you want, whatever mm. you think looks good. And I'm like, okay, well, that's a lot of different options. Yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have uh, been through uh, quite the few butchering of my hair. Mm. Yeah, you've got thick hair. I have thick hair. Um, for me, I actually had wavy hair, straight wavy hair growing up. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> my dad and mom, they didn't know what to do with my hair when it started to do weird curls. Yeah. started kind of coming in. They're like, oh my God, what do we do with this hair? It's like... Bushy, like you know, yeah, what do we do. And as though they've never seen hair before. <laughs> no, but the funny thing is, my dad has beautiful, like wavy, curly hair. Where do you mm-hmm. think I got this hair from? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but like curls weren't a thing that was talked about for such a long time. Nobody like, knew how to treat curly yeah. hair. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, unless you were in the natural hair community, which like they've graced us with their knowledge a lot in the past couple of years, but even in hair school, it's not taught. It's, mm-hmm. it's a whole different technique. Absolutely. To cut curly hair and yeah. style it. And my dad, you know where he takes me? He took me to the Staten Island Mall. Oh. To, mm. uh, what's that called? Unisex hair salon or whatever, uh, like, like that chain. Did you end up with like yeah. something like this? Greg, there's a photo it was that like we have. this, I'm guessing, <laughs> triangle. They took my beautiful, like suddenly, mm-hmm. like, you know, beautiful locks that started mm-hmm. to come in and they gave me what they thought was a cool 80s haircut and it, I looked like an Indian boy when I walked out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, but, how old were you at the time? I don't know, six or seven. Oh, I've seen that picture. Is that the one where you started crying? I've cried many yeah, times yeah. for different haircuts. Oh mm-hmm. no, mm-hmm. that's the worst mm-hmm. thing. The worst like, thing too is, can you imagine being in middle school? It was like a barber haircut. It was horrible. Oh, it was I've, horrible. Like I've had so many bad ones too. Like I remember when I... So I grew up in the same kid era, shockingly enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but so I wanted the long swoopy bangs. Oh, yeah. Because that, that was a thing. This person, like, I was maybe like 15 at the mm-hmm. time, cut bangs super thick straight across here. No. And were no. you looking for like Farrah Fawcett, like long ones that go No, out? think no. like same kids, emo kids swoopy. Oh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yep. Like okay. that. Yeah. yeah. That was the vibe yeah. back then. Thankfully, we've outgrown it slightly. <laughs> Not fully, but slightly. <laughs> Somewhat. Yeah. We're yeah. right in the middle. Yeah. But like, and I remember same thing. It was just like bawling my eyes out. Like did the thing with like the bobby pins, mm. like just holding it in place for till it grew. I mean, the short hair thing was not helpful to also being like the one little brown kid in my class who was already made fun of. You were already a target. Born, like yeah. the way I was. And then I was ridiculed for like, why does your dad have Mercedes Benzes if you guys have wear dots on your head? Like I dealt with Ooh. a lot of weird oh, shit that's growing up. Yeah. And now I look like an Indian boy. So they couldn't tell what the fuck I was. <laughs> it was just another target for kids. It was just another layer mm. to peel back. Well, you've oh, blossomed quite beautifully. <laughs> I mean, you are stunning. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, I stopped letting people do my hair uh, uh, unless mm. I dictated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always a thing. And I feel like there's a big discrepancy there. Like you, like I want to do what somebody wants to do, but mm-hmm. also it's having the conversation of like, 
that's not going to work for right. you. Right. And not just doing it. Cause like I've gotten a thing where somebody with like my hair, it's super straight, brings in a reference photo of curly hair. Mm. And I'm mm. like, mm. I can do the haircut, but unless you're curling your hair, it's not going to look like that. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of having that communication. I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes either it be ego, time, mm-hmm. lack of experience, like, but you could they do a that. perm? Could they do a perm and it would curl it? I mean, Theoretically, uh-huh. yes, as long as your hair's not like you colored said, or anything. You said a very bad word for me. Uh-oh. Why? Perm. Does it bring you back to like legally blonde days or something? It also gives brings me back to doing them in hair school and the uh, rotting egg smell. Oh, oh the smell is smell? horrible. Oh, from the chemical? The sulf, like sulfuric? Or yeah, is it sulfur? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But it smells like rotting chemical. egg. I should know this, but huh. I haven't done a perm since hair school because I refuse to do them. Oh, my God. No, it's like another bad memory. So talking about the hairstyles or types of hair that just, yeah. I guess, wouldn't look good on people. And you've heard me say this multiple times where my entire life, I've always wanted to go blonde yeah. <laughs> just because I wanted to have fun with blonde. But every stylist always told me it's just going to destroy your hair. One, because we'll have to strip it of color. It may hurt yeah. your follicle and then you'll you'll be blonde, but then you'll have these like incredibly dark roots in, in no time. So I was always convinced away from going oh, blonde. No. Yeah. Like the like, yeah, there is damage when chemicals are involved, but mm-hmm. it's also like taking things slowly while doing it. Like I can mm-hmm. use a super strong lightener, but it's going to fry the hair mm-hmm. or you can use something super gentle and let it go longer. I always say mm-hmm. it's like the difference between like sprinting and walking a marathon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yep. You're going to get to the same place. It's just the amount of time and the condition you're going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, roots grow in, but we relighten them when they're like half an inch. So, so instead, I end up get used to. I used so, to get like streaks in my hair, which would be like auburn color. Yeah, or but something you also like that. did the whole lemon juice thing, right? Oh, back when I was a lifeguard, uh, when I was <laughs> oh, younger, the sun bleaching with lemon juice. Yeah. So what would be because we're out in the sun like eight hours a day, so we all used to just put like uh, lemon juice just right yep. in our hair and just light, lighten the hair a little bit. And recently, though, talking about it, what's funny is other than um, some you know, lemon juice in my hair when I was a teenager, or again when I was a teenager, some blonde streaks that I had in my hair. Yeah. Kirthi threw a birthday party for me a couple years ago, and uh, some friends came up to me, patted me on the back, and they said, oh, Greg, we're so happy to see that you're not dyeing your hair anymore. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I've never dyed my hair. It's because, like, I guess my gray was starting to come through a little <laughs> bit more that no one believed that I, was ne- that I wasn't dyeing my hair. They just thought yeah. it was, you know, I was dyeing my hair. So it was I love funny. grays, though. Like, I love them I mean, them his so is growing much. in beautifully. Like, yeah. it's, like, it's, perfect, it's like, salt and pepper look. Mm-hmm. I might end up looking like Indira Gandhi, but that's okay. Like, I'm starting to get, like, big streaks of gray coming Mm. in. I seriously love them, though. Like, it kind of hurts my soul a little bit every Mm. time I have to do, like, a full coverage on them. So Mm -hmm. I I don't do any coverage yet and would love your opinion on this. My colorist actually is refusing to dye, like, my virgin hair, as she calls it, Mm -hmm. forever. And I was like, yeah, but I kind of want a different look. Like, yeah. I'm so tired of being like a brunette who used to have even blacker hair. And now mm-hmm. I've become a little bit more brunette as I've gotten yeah. older. And she finally started doing balayage. Like, yeah, slowly I love the through. highlights on mm-hmm. it. I haven't gotten my hair cut and colored since July of last year. Okay. It's been a It's been long, a minute. Yeah. That's because at one point she had a bob. I so you've been trying it to, all Yeah. Off. So she's been trying That's to grow so it out ever since. Though. It yeah. felt really good, except it was done badly. Oh, well. So then my new stylist said to fix it. What was done badly, the bob? Remember, like, I went to that salon. Was it, like, triangular by the time? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Instead of, like, the reverse bob, Mm -hmm. which is what I was going for, Mm -hmm. 
it like somehow I started looking like a big like Japanese fan or you know a Japanese fan. <laughs> it was tra- trapezoidal. Oh yeah, and then when it started when I would like wear it curly, I look like Jesus. Like it was really, I mean like different looks that I have. Like it's know. a vibe. You know, I'm I just sure want to go with the flow yeah. and I try to distract people with hair clips and pullbacks and yeah, I'm a big beanie fan. <laughs> like beanies are my go-to because like I love doing hair. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to do my own. No? Well, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, like I'm doing it all day, yeah. five days a week. I like know what you mean. so even when it comes to like cutting, coloring my own, like one of my friends who does mine, like, he'll have to message me and be like, You have an appointment on this day. We need to fix it. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. nice. That's like, transparency from a friend saying yeah. hey, it's time. Yeah, it's always good. And they're like, your roots look like trash. We need to fix those. And I'm like, okay, well, you could have said it a little nicer. You're not wrong, but like. Sometimes I just like don't care. Mm. That's the thing. Like I'm around hair all day. Mm-hmm. It means I have to either go back to the salon on a day off, Ugh. get there That's before true. work. Doesn't allow you to have that late. separation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you must Is have. Is it friends. a different salon? Yeah. Okay. That's, at least at least it's a different salon. You I was have gonna to, like, say like I've yeah. done it at mine, the same people, but yeah. like the person who used to do it at my salon, like. We now have opposite schedules, so mm-hmm. his days off, I work, and my days off, he works. Mm-hmm. Oh. So it was either like... Do you miss each other on work days Oh my then? God, so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, he was my co-conspirator for a long time. We were both management for a long time. He had stepped down and went independent, mm-hmm. and then I recently stepped down, and I'm going to be going independent, like I'd said earlier, in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. so... It's always just kind of like Tuesdays are the day we see each other now. So how does that feel going independent? Right now, stressful. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of excitement and but also scared shitless over the fact of like, I know I'm moving far. Mm. So I'm going to lose a lot of my clients, which like was a big thing that sure. kind of stopped me for a long time. Yeah. Because like I've known these people for so long and like. I kind of feel like I'm abandoning them. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we were abandoned recently by ours. We, yeah, she, oh, no. well, she's, she's back now. She had Which to, we're uh, so freaking yeah, excited we're excited. About. she, she yeah. had to change, um, states for personal reasons yeah. for a little bit. And she wanted to get away from the New York area. And then now she's back. We were so upset when she left and then now she's back. It was back. two years. It was two years. And she just cut my hair last week. Yeah. I think last week I was yeah. so excited to have her back to, to cut my hair. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I know some people will follow me down, but it's still like, it's far, right? It's yeah. LA too. Like, mm. I think it's like 40 miles. That's far. Yeah. So, so about an hour from like uh-huh. out here. But I always thought like stylists, even though you may work at a salon, like I'm not quite yeah. as familiar with the business model surrounding a salon. But every time I spoke with my, like a stylist that cut my hair, they were making their own schedule. They had their own clients and they were paid based upon their clients and not a salary. So there's a lot of different ways that it can happen. You can either be an employee of the salon where you're getting hourly Mm -hmm. and your tips. You can be on commission, which is where you're an employee, but you only make like a certain percentage of the services that you do, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which, and then you can be where, which is where I'm going toward, which is independent, which Basically, I'm paying a rent to be at the salon. It's like you I'm paying the chair. Yeah, yeah, I'm paying my own products. Like I'm building the LLC for it. Mm-hmm. And but I keep everything. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's also a lot more expenses on that's yeah. how that's how actually um in the past at least mm-hmm. our stylists were they yeah. were the third because um for instance Cressa, who yeah. like now is back, 
She also worked on the Lower East Side yep. at another place. So she would have a chair like at two different salons yeah. in mm-hmm. two different neighborhoods mm-hmm. in Manhattan, you know, um, which was yeah. lucrative for her. To but I will say, faces. You, at least from my experience, when you find a stylist you love, oh, I, I yeah. know I've stayed like, so for instance, before Caressa, there was a stylist. She used to cut my hair in the, I think it was the Soho area. Then she changed salons to the- Did she go to Brooklyn? Lower East, wait, Lower East Side. Yeah. And then, so I followed her there. Then she moved out to Jersey, followed her there. Wait, you went to Jersey? Well, it was just right over, like- Okay, you that's still dedication. You that's still dedication to another Jersey. To Jersey. And where actually at the salon there, she used to work with like some of the original like club kids from like well, the, I thought the she 80s. Was, okay, that's her? amazing. That's though. amazing. So I wasn't was meeting she them. what's um the that rock chick, Patty Uh oh, you're talking Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan yeah, Jett. Joan Jett, yeah, she's friends yeah, like Joan Jett. Jett. It's just an icon yeah, in she, general. Joan Jett's awesome. And then she moved to Brooklyn. And then I was going to Brooklyn, but I just found it so taxing. It was like an hour and a half to get there yeah. every time for getting a haircut. And I just, and that's it when you introduced me to, yeah, you introduced me to a new stylist. And then I, that was significantly closer. And that's yeah. when I finally made the move because she yeah. cut my hair, you know, incredibly well. Yeah. As well. Yeah. So Cressa does a great job. Yeah. Cressa does an awesome job. And she uses scissors. And the thing, so she, so Cressa is meticulous. <laughs> that's important. Well, for me, it's, even, I don't have short hair yeah. like Greg. Well, she obviously. spent an hour and 20 minutes with me last week. Yeah. Like, so when typically it's funny, you know, when speaking with different stylists and at the salon we go to, they normally book 30 minutes for a male slot. Yeah. But for me, the stylist tell them to book an hour yep. because we sit down, we talk about it. Then they only use shears, no thinning shears. And oh, they, thinning they, shears, I uh, hate. Uh, I was about to say, they try to do that to uh, me. No, you want normal shears yeah. to texturize. Like there's the one exception to the rule for me where I will use thinning shears is if I'm doing like a clipper cut and I have to mm. blend the clipper work into the scissor work. That is yes. my only exception to the rule. I hate them with a burning passion. Oh, yeah. Because it looks good, like maybe while you're there in the salon, then the but next then it morning, looks it looks shredded and horrible. Actually, and I made so, my hair froey. And yeah. I've seen oh, that. Oh, the same thing with well, mine. Because with my thick you guys hair. have curls. Yeah. Yes. It what it does right is out. it breaks the curl pattern. It, it was hitty. Mm-hmm. It was total, yeah. totally ugly. And that's like a hard thing, like finding salons with. People have the expertise to work with different texture of hair. Curls and calyx. So what's your expertise? Mm. I would say color is my main thing. I love color corrections. Mm. Like, Mm -hmm. I love... It's too bad I couldn't be here like a day extra to get you to fix my color. Mm. But like, I... So I love when I see one or two people a day. Mm -hmm. I love the hours long appointment where like you actually get to talk to somebody and like hang out with them. And it's not like... Okay, next, next, next. Yeah. It's less sort. of a commodity. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I love more what I call loose styles versus mm-hmm. the like every hair has a place and needs to be styled into that place. Mm-hmm. Kind of more the low effort, like five minutes I can be out the door and ready to go mm-hmm. because that's how I am. And I yep. feel like we all kind of do the vibe that fits us. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like yep. I can do a super clean skin fade if I need to. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of those clients because that's not my expertise on things. That's one of the other mo- mm-hmm. reasons I'm kind of like shifting to more independent sure. is I don't want to feel like I have to be rushed with What's anybody. a super skin fade? Like super tight skin fade where it's completely bald down here uh-huh. without even stubble on it. Oh, I see. Whoa. Hmm. Like, and so. That they, sounds military. It's kind of leans military. Mm. Like that's kind of where they originated, like the crew cut. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. But there's a lot of different versions of it now. Mm -hmm. I remember back in the 80s, like flat tops were the things. I never yeah. had one, but like dudes were getting flat tops. I may have had that. Who knows? <laughs> when you were six? <laughs> <laughs> when you went to the unisex salon. Yeah, exactly. uh, unisex salon in the mall <laughs> situation. Oh, that's funny. So like when you spend hours and hours with people. Yeah. Do you actually enjoy talking to them? Most of the time, yeah. Mm. Like... Obviously, I can get along with like most people, but obviously I'm not going to completely vibe with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you were in a people business. Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, introvert. Oh. But like. I wouldn't have picked that up from yeah, even no. just meeting you the last mm -hmm. hour. Yeah. Like I can be very social, but I'm also like at the end of the day, come home and I'm like, don't talk to me. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to sit on my couch or read or watch some like silly netflix show or something yes for yes. a long while but those, i think those moments are important mm -hmm. they are i need to decompress because like i get told a lot of good but i also get told a lot of bad mm -hmm. so you were like so you play two roles you play the stylist stylist slash therapist yeah the therapist role comes along with the disclaimer of like i am a hairstylist and mm -hmm. also like i can be petty so maybe like take what i'm saying with like, a grain of salt yeah exactly i'm like <laughs> if this goes wrong i didn't tell you to do it i said what mm -hmm. i would maybe i am do. not a practicing medically approved therapist <laughs> i'm like i have a hair license not a therapy <laughs> one so, so petty as in like quit your bitching just get back with the guy who cares like if he's, you know, cheating on you. No, no, you don't go back with that. Why me. would you like, go back to that type of person? Huh? No, no, she said she's being, like, I was just no, wondering the pettiness. No, my petty is the, like, oh, he keeps messaging you, so turn your red receipts on so he sees you read it. Oh, I see. And then mm. just don't respond. Like, you don't block. You want them to see you read it. Yes, yes. I see. Mm. Yes. And so mm. they know you're ignoring. Oh. Purposefully. Yeah, like that type of petty. Nothing where, like, mm. somebody really, something could horribly go wrong, but, oh, like. I get it. Again, mm. Andy is not a practicing therapist. I see. Yes. Yes, but, uh, but she I only feel like plays I'm, one in the salon. I just uh, pretend to be and give bad advice <laughs> along but, but the I way. Feel like, but I feel like I'm getting great advice right now. <laughs> exactly. That's the trick. I get to live my <laughs> fantasies through other people mm -hmm. and then like, use them as a test run occasionally. Are, are uh, stylists competitive? Like in the, obviously you, you mentioned your friend yeah. who you're very friendly with, but in the world of styling, what is the vibe of stylists? It depends mm. on the stylist. You definitely get the ones who are very competitive and the like, how dare you mm -hmm. like, do that sort of thing but also i feel like a lot of us are like want each other to grow and learn like we all do different things and different mm -hmm. techniques and there's so many stylists but there's also so many clients mm -hmm. there's no shortage of that so like i know like a lot of my friends and i like we get competitive with each other but more mm -hmm. in like a like well i did better than you today sort of oh, way and then like mm. well i'm gonna beat you tomorrow like it's more in that kind of like it's kind of bitchy but mm. like Ooh. it can be but it's more like we're all friends and we hang out and it's in the joking uh -huh. like it's in the humor of it's it in all. the humor of mm -hmm. like trying to push each other to do more sort of thing mm -hmm. that reminds me talking about uh although they're not a california band but they are known for their california hit hotel california the eagles oh, yes so they used to in you know internally um you know they were kind of guitar players were yeah. basically friendly competing with one another okay you can do that we'll check this out and they That's were pushing exactly each other musically to be to be better so you know yeah it's like that then also the follow-up of like hey How'd you do that earlier? Mm -hmm. Like, what'd you do on that? Yeah. Like, well, that's like sharing so, best yeah. practices. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So it can get competitive, but it's not necessarily in like a bad way. Yeah. It's right. the like, 
And that's kind of more the people I try to surround myself with. I don't mm-hmm. like the heavy Have drama. Have there been any mm-hmm. like assholes that you've worked with? Like any juice? There's been some for sure. Like anytime you're in a world like this, especially Los Angeles, I feel like we have a lot of big personalities. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's nothing like anybody's particularly horrible. It's just like personalities clash on things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely been some instances of that. And I feel like to I'm trying to word things in a way where it's not like terrible sounding (laughs) but like yeah you get a lot of different personalities and you get people who don't like being told when they maybe have done something wrong Mm. and especially I was coming from a position of management and I'm a firm believer in like pick your battles like let people kind Mm. of do their thing but also like if something's unsafe I'm gonna say something so you just went she just went on an elf moment the movie elf yeah. Um, when uh, what? uh, what's his what's his name? The main actor in Elf from SNL. I forget Will his name. Farrell. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Well, I couldn't believe I forgot his name. So when he's having a problem making the etch- sketches, and the manager yeah. comes over, and he's like, "Well, you're just special." So you just yeah. went PG on your <laughs> analysis of others. I don't ever want to talk bad about somebody else. Yeah. yeah. Like, be- well, I mean, if you're in a managerial position, though, yeah, it's I think okay and I've, I've had to come become comfortable with this yeah. in my craft mm-hmm. that it's called critical feedback mm. yeah i'm fine with critical feedback on things but i also don't like talking down or and you bad. want to talk yeah. badly yeah, or exactly. talk behind everyone's mm-hmm. back because that's, that's exactly wrong. what mm-hmm. it is but there's definitely been instances where like like has someone set someone's hair on fire that's never Ooh. happened or has you know Someone dyed their hair and all the hair has fallen off their skin. That has happened. Oh, shit, I would die. That's happened also with like cuts when, like especially clipper cuts, like Mm -hmm. somebody gets white walled, which is when you're going around the ear with the trimmer and you maybe accidentally touch the scalp instead of just (gasps) the hair around the edge. And like things like that happen or something on the cut goes wrong. And like like, Oof. Mm. Yeah. Like, no. even I have, like, accidentally nicked somebody before. Like, we're working with blades. Obviously, it's a mm-hmm. horrible thing when it happens. And, yeah. like, I'll own up when it happens. Most of the time, ironically, people don't feel it. Mm-hmm. The blades are so sharp, they don't feel it. They're, they're technically razors, right? Yeah. So you don't <clears throat> feel it? Most of the time, if you nick somebody, they really don't feel it because you're pulling mm-hmm. the skin so taunt so you don't nick somebody. And mm-hmm. the blades are super sharp. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then it's the awkward moment of like, I am so sorry. Like you are bleeding. Like mm-hmm. I accidentally nicked you. And most of the time it's like the blade on the clipper, or the trimmer mm-hmm. like shifted. And like, I didn't notice right away. Oh. Mm-hmm. So things like that. Like I've never got anybody with shears knock on wood. It's normally clippers if it's going to happen. So I, um, I'm curious because yes. I'm a LA hair virgin. Yes. Clearly, I was a makeup virgin, which I <laughs> discovered last night. Oh, no. Did not know how makeup is worn in the West Coast versus mm. I will East say Coast. it's not all that way. It's not all that way. You got it's very just, unlucky. Um, yeah, mm. awkward. But do people, like, get Botox and haircuts at the same time out here? Because, I, I mean... We so no. this is this is the perspective of New York girls. We think yeah. all the LA people, not all of California, mm-hmm. but LA audience, they are super into their plastics. Yeah. And mm-hmm. do they do like plastic and cut, plastic and cut? I just no, came up with a business idea. That is a great business idea. I don't think it's really a thing. I feel like there's a sanitation issue somewhere mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Of like you don't want like But is there? 
I mean, you can have a clinician doing yeah. a Because in San Francisco, they have laundromats that are also bars, right? That's a genius idea. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. We could, have we a could, cocktail while you We could start a business wash. together called Bohair. Where all okay. of a sudden, yeah, you okay. take care of the okay. hair and we'll take care of like, we'll bring in doctors and take care of people's Botox. I mean, that's Bow fair. Hair. I can get my lips touched up then between breaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I was just like, I was like, I guess, imagine this culture that's so distinct from where we come from. I feel mm -hmm. like too, like the LA culture in terms of like beauty and things, it's always like based upon like what's seen in movies and mm. what's seen on the runway and stuff like that. But like, that's not a majority of the vibe out here. Mm -hmm. Like you, there definitely is some of that. Don't mm. get me wrong. But like, I feel like most people really aren't that way. I would say mm -hmm. even Miami is similar in culture yeah. to LA. Yeah. Um, they love like augmentation of yeah. all apparatus and aesthetics. And Definitely. I, I just like, for instance, I'd rather spend money on getting my hair done. Mm -hmm. before yeah. I, and I haven't had any work done yet. Okay. Probably need to venture there at some point, mm -hmm. but yeah. until I really have to, be, and I'm also exceptionally lazy. Like I feel that on a personal like, level. I mean, I haven't got my hair done in more than a year. Like mm -hmm. it's like I mean, I've done that before too, though. So mm -hmm. it's like if I I don't I won't embark on something unless like I'm gonna stick to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I think for me, like I don't have issues with like fillers, Botox, anything like that. Like I get my lips filled, like which is a really mm -hmm. common thing. Now. Yeah, it's super mm -hmm. common. It's just something that I like doing. Well, I mean, I don't like the process, but I like the result. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I think the issue in lies when people lie about the fact that it's been done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That happens because, on a regular basis. Like then it's setting an unrealistic expectation of like, well, why don't you have any wrinkles? It's like, well, it's because I use a moisturizer. It's like, no, it's because of Botox. Mm -hmm. Oh, people, which like, there's nothing yeah. inherently wrong with using it if it makes no. yourself feel better. But don't. And, set and that's and, why I say it. I may yeah. need to use it at mm -hmm. some point. Yeah. But for me, I just rather use my money on other things. One hundred percent. Like I'll do my lips once a year. Mm -hmm. I get accused of using Botox. Yes, you do. I've never used. I've never done Botox <laughs> at all. But I get accused of Botox. Really? Mm -hmm. They're like, how are you like almost fifty without wrinkles on your forehead? He gets mm -hmm. that all the time. I do. That's yeah. a. I mean, like for me, it, I like my skin's pretty good. Part of that's I don't go out in the sun because the whole yeah. super pasty, I turn super red when I do. Mm -hmm. So it obviously helps your skin a lot. So it's like I don't really do Botox, anything like that. I just do the fillers. But mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much deceit now mm -hmm. on like. Well, I think social media has. A that's lot of exactly that. what it is. Mm -hmm. Like it disturbs. It sometimes makes me sad when I see these yeah. things and I'm like. Oh, should I be doing stuff to myself yeah, at I some point? I feel like the fact that people hide it puts so much shame around the idea that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yes. Because it seems like, well, if somebody's hiding it, then it's something that's shameful and I shouldn't be. Yeah. No, I think they, sh I think yeah. they should be There's open stigma about it. About it yeah. That's exactly what it is. And it's kind of like always that like double-edged sword then of like... Do you have clients like that? I don't really personally have any clients like that. I feel like most of my people are pretty relaxed in general. Mm -hmm. Like most of them are really similar to how I am. But what's funny is like, so we're talking Botox which is cosmetic, which yeah. insurance doesn't cover, right? And so you have people, like we were talking about it, like we know people that will complain about the cost of a haircut in this day and age, oh, yeah. but then they'll go drop a coin on you oh, know, yeah. Botox, definitely. which doesn't, it's it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, I feel like it's the idea of like, especially now like at home cuts and things like that. And like, 
I will never shame somebody for doing their hair at home. Like, as in like a floby? Do you know what the Floby is? Oh, yeah. What's a Floby? You guys don't know the Floby? Wait, is that like the vacuum thing yeah, that it's like the vacuum. cuts the ends? Yeah, you, of... you, you plug your vacuum onto this yeah. cutter and then you just... And it vacuums all the hair pieces as it's yeah. cutting your hair, the Floby. I feel like I there's kind of... I've never heard of this. Yeah. I do remember seeing the it's infomercial like, Yeah, it's an infomercial. It. <laughs> it's the like early 2000s infomercial. <laughs> the Floby. <laughs> like... This one passed me. I'm not the target market. <laughs> not really looking to vacuum haircut off my... Oh, it's scalp. really concerning. We'll have to show it to you later because the infomercial's hilarious. But... You can cut your hair with the Floby. Oh, oh, like no the mess. split ends. Yes, and your hair is a perfect cut every time. Is this for men? No, it's for women and they men. They market it to everybody. Yeah, unisex. Unisex. Oh, yeah. they missed me as a market. <laughs> but yeah, it's like hair can be a luxury service. Mm. And that's like kind of the truth is like I have to pay my bills too. I don't yeah. want to be so outrageously expensive that people can't afford me. Mm-hmm. Right. But like... And I'm, you want a big client base, not a narrow client base. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be there for people who need me to be there. Mm-hmm. But also, like, social media, like, again, you get all the TikTokers who talk about, like, the Karen clients, things like that. And a mm-hmm. lot of that, to me, isn't necessarily somebody being that way. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of times just a miscommunication on stuff. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to, like, talking to your clients and not shaming them yeah because like at home color hair color is expensive if you can't afford it you deserve to feel good regardless of what your price point is and so boy it's going the at home's horrible we're never going to be able to do your hair like all of this like it's just shaming people which Mm -hmm. makes them not want to go to the salon well you know Mm -hmm. I, honestly, like I grew up dyeing my own hair when Same. I was younger, mm-hmm. and even in college and even thereafter. Oh, it's I only did. later, yeah, when I s- became much more successful in my career, and I had this disposable income to Same. outsource mm-hmm. it to professionals. That's mm-hmm. when I started to spend even money. Now, mm-hmm. me outsourcing is outsourcing my friends, and we're trading. Like, yeah, but. Like I was totally we, the we kid. We should in, not shame at home. Care. No, when yeah, yeah. I was in high school, I was the kid who was going to like Sally's and buying the bleach that like definitely burned my hair off. Yeah. And like same through college, did I keep doing it on my own? Mm-hmm. Obviously, well, but like I mean, for even me, like I really love just going to like an Indian threading salon to get yeah. my like eyebrows and upper lip done. Otherwise, I'm yeah. not really that hairy, frankly. Oddly enough, for an Indian chick. Hey, we love it. Not all Indian chicks are hairy. <laughs> just saying. PSA, PSA. PSA announcement. Um, but like, same with Italian men. I'm not that hairy, except for the top of my head. <laughs> and I, I'm gonna sound like maybe I'll sound cheap right now or whatever. But like, you know, after the pandemic, and and then we both went through job changes. Like I yeah. left corporate America to join mm-hmm. startups, which means. I make less and that's fine because I'm working on things that mean more to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I was like, I have to cut back on some things. And I bought myself like the honey, whatever organic wax thing. Oh, like the sugaring. Yes. The sugaring thing, like Mm -hmm. the little kit. Yeah. And I freaking like self wax all the time Mm -hmm. and it's fine. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going out and spending $25 to go get my eyebrows and upper lip done. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. definitely about priority. And for me, like, Hair is a part of who we are. It's mm-hmm. a very external thing. Mm-hmm. And also it's always like the joke of like trauma cutting bangs and things like that. But mm-hmm. 
like our hair does hold stuff like it's there with us and it can be cathartic to cut it mm -hmm. off like getting our hair done in a salon for me isn't necessarily just about the haircut mm -hmm. or just about the color it's the experience of having a neutral ground or a safe space mm -hmm. to be where you can escape from everything else going on yep. in your life. I mm -hmm. don't go on my phone when I'm in the salon. Yeah. Mostly because my stylist is like, you can't have your phone out. It's, shit's going to get on Yeah, it's it. getting all well, the Well, also the problem is your head will do this. <laughs> this? Yes. yes. And it keeps mm -hmm. moving. That's like trying to hit a moving target. Yes. yes. So I completely agree with you. And words you said earlier uh, about it feels good. And one yeah. of my old stylists, the one I was talking about that I kind of used to follow places, we used to chat. Like every time I'd get my hair cut, and even now with Cressa, I just, you just feel great when you have a wonder, like a killer haircut and you walk yeah. out of the salon you just you feel great yeah. in that whole experience and so my old stylist used to say you know the best thing someone can do if they're having a bad day go get a haircut it yeah. instantly yes. changes your whole mindset and like helps to remove what may have happened in that day and you just walk out feeling great well absolutely to me um personally hair is like a huge part of my confidence mm -hmm. yeah like whether i'm getting on a call or i'm gonna go speak in public or I it's such a critical piece of my yeah. all my being my mm -hmm. personality and and I'm I've I've cried right when mm -hmm. my hair is like not looking good same I mm -hmm. feel like so many people have mm -hmm. it's it's like funny it sounds like superficial like oh we're talking about hair but like it's not it's it's a part of you you're yeah. born with it yeah. it's like there's Some a vanity but it's uh, also an outward expression of yes. who we are mm -hmm. and when you don't feel like yourself, you don't have the confidence and therefore you feel like trash. hundred mm -hmm. mm percent. And like, I know for me, like there's definitely been times I've messed haircuts or stuff up, but I'm always want to be very like open with my clients. Be like, Hey, if you get home and you notice anything, mm -hmm. like tell me, like, I'm not going to be upset. I'm not going to think you're trying to do anything. Like I genuinely want you to feel good and mm -hmm. love your hair. And mm -hmm. there's the thing of like, I'm styling it when I'm at the salon. When you go home and you do it on your own a couple days later, it's going to look different. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And like I always try to teach people how to do theirs too because education is such a big part of everything mm -hmm. that I'm like, if you have a strand that's sitting weird, like let me know and come on in and we'll fix it. Sure. That's, like, that's how our stylist so, is. She's like, come back in if you don't like it. I, I would say, yeah, the last, um, between our current stylist and the one beforehand, used to always tell me, you know, if you don't like anything, come back in yeah. and I'll fix it. The only challenge I've ever had with that is finding the time, time. to get yeah. back. Although I haven't had an issue where I've wanted to go back, but it's always, if I wanted to go back, thinking about it, like, I don't know if I can even get back here if, if I wanted yeah. to. And so one of my my previous stylists also taught me that if I can't get there in time, like say my hair is getting longer and I just can't get there for a haircut yet, I need to like prolong it by another month. She yeah. actually taught me how to cut into my hair and just basically cut yeah. out some of the waves to contain it until I can get a real haircut. <laughs> she told me how to cut your hair. I'm, like, I'm yeah. fucking not putting a scissor well, that's valid. That. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But like, that's what I'll do for my clients with like their bangs. Like that's yeah. what's going to grow out faster and yeah. be like how to maintain things on their own. Because like if you're covering your grays at home on your own because you can only afford the highlights and not the gray coverage all the time, like, okay, just tell me. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. hair should be accessible. Like, mm -hmm. right. I agree. This should not be a Birkin bag. Mm. Exactly. Like, granted, it's still compensation for the work that's being put into things. And there mm -hmm. is a lot of expensive and a lot of training behind it. But also, like, you shouldn't feel, like, depressed when you leave the salon no. over yeah, no. how much you spend. Mm -hmm. No, never. Well, what I tell Kirthi is that uh, obviously she wears makeup during the day. 
But then when she goes to bed, she's not wearing makeup. When she wakes up, yeah, she's not wearing makeup. And process. Oh no, yes. I will come home blackout drunk and still do my skincare Same. routine. Mm-hmm. Same. We go partying yeah. and I come back and I'm like brush via floss, wash face. No, like, sometimes I miss done. that part. Mm-hmm. I will say the effectiveness of taking the makeup off blackout drunk questionable. I yeah. will mm-hmm. still wake up with like an eyelash like stuck to the side. <laughs> I wake up with still like my waterline like eyeliner. Yeah, like it's, for me it's like down here. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's mm-hmm. still that, but I did moisturize though, so. There you go. <laughs> but All what right. I tell her, it's not like Gwen Stefani that looks completely different without yeah. makeup. It's she looks exactly the same, like when you wake up in the morning as when you put on makeup. Makeup, you. Know, I feel of, like I'm a total catfish. Really? What? Yeah, because I have such a baby face. But that's but, cute. So you just look like I a mean, baby. It's cute, but I'm also like 28. I don't know if cute's necessarily <laughs> what I'm always going for. I mean, when you get to be uh, a more grown up lady like me, um, <laughs> if someone told me I was cute, I'd be like, thank you. Okay, fair. But also like But I instead always get like, You have you have a beautiful face. I'm like, mm. oh, that's something you see like my mom. I also have like no <laughs> eyebrows naturally. Like, they're super thin and arched, mm. so I do great when the arched brow is in season. Mm. I do less great when the full brow is in season. I'm like, mm. I've got one thing, and it's this. And even most of this is drawn on, so. Oh, well, I think it looks beautiful. Yeah, so I think it looks great. For you. But yeah, no, makeup is great. You can mm. just be whoever you want to be that day. I mean, clearly, we'll find out who Brown Bozo the Clown is. In the first, <laughs> Not Brown Bozo. In the first Bozo. half installation of <laughs> the Bridgerton California series. Yeah, Bridgerton I still series. can't get over Bozo yes. the Brown Clown. <laughs> Classic LA in the Golden Age. <laughs> so yes. I have redefined the BBC mm. for myself to the Bozo Brown Clown. <laughs> Bozo Brown Clown. <laughs> Hashtag Bozo Brown Clown. I mean, BBC's got BBL, yes. and that's all good. The Bridgerton know? BBC. <laughs> Bridgerton on the BBC tonight. We've got a lot of bees happening yeah. in this. Uh, so many yeah. bees. bees. This series will mm-hmm. have a lot of bees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just hashtag yes. BB. Yes. BB. BB. Yes. <laughs> uh, so talking, though, it's funny. You just said B. It just makes me think of like a rating. And when I think of salons uh, in general, salons themselves, like so a stylist will yeah. have its own brand and then a salon can have a brand like say like like Frederick Fakai like has his yeah. brand of, of salons. Do you ever get upset in the event that so say it's the current salon you're with? I'm just hypothetically yeah. talking where all of a sudden they may hire some stylists that aren't good, which then start to kill the brand of the salon, even though yeah. you're like a stellar stylist. That's definitely one of the hardest things that's happened before is mm. like the salon that I'm currently at. It's called Bishops. It's super cool. It's a gender mm-hmm. neutral. Like everything is completely gender neutral, like queer based, mm-hmm. like. POC women owned like for 97% of the entire company. Wow. Like incredible branding. And it's like our specific location has great reviews and we have great people working there. But when somebody might come in as on a trial basis Mm -hmm. and they're getting harsher reviews and those are the top ones that show up, like I get Yelp's purpose and I get Google's purpose, but Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people put so much weight on that Mm -hmm. that like and i really prefer when people leave a bad review and they're not putting a name drop of a stylist because somebody could just be having a bad day too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. like 
that it definitely can hurt the branding or they're under training like you were saying yeah they could be coming and learning like because somebody when normally when you're working in a salon especially as an employee versus rental Mm -hmm. you come in you're doing your interview and you also have to audition Mm. so whatever services you want to provide you have to basically demonstrate prior to being hired oh okay so like if you are a barber you have to do a shave if you want to do color you have to do a highlight like you have to do a long cut if you're going to do that you have to do a shortcut if you're going to do that do you guys get like models to come in for this they have normally when you audition you have to provide your own models oh like i don't want to risk like using a current client yeah Mm -hmm. like i mean there's easy ways to find models like for me like when i'm doing more of the hiring like if somebody is new to town and they need help finding somebody, like I'll make a post and be like model for stylist audition. Mm-hmm. And then it's a free service. So mm-hmm. people are willing to take the risk on that. Yeah. yeah. I've actually seen advertisements for that. Like back in the day, like Craigslist yeah. or something like well, that. Craigslist yeah. is a great one. There's a thing called Salon Apprentice where people mm-hmm. can like either post that they're wanting a free service mm-hmm. or they can post that they're looking for models for mm-hmm. things. You don't even have to go that far. Remember Pri's best friend mm. who was completely different profession. She mm-hmm. decided she wanted to pursue her passion to become a hairstylist. And Pri went there, remember a couple weeks ago. Oh, I do remember that. Yes. She invited yeah. her to be her model. Yeah. Yep. And she was supposed to only get a trim mm-hmm. and Oh, you walked out with yeah. five or six inches instead cut off. Yep. But it really looks good. Yeah, okay. during the auditions, like one of the main things I'm looking for is less even the quality of the work because I can train somebody. Mm-hmm. It's how they're talking to the person. Mm. I'm listening for the consultation and seeing how you're communicating because mm-hmm. I don't want somebody who's going to bulldoze a client. That's really interesting to me. That's the brief. Like when we think yeah. about well, like just thinking, brand we strategy, because we're brand strategists, yeah. Yeah. we it's all about the art of the brief. Mm-hmm. And exactly. What words are going in there for mm-hmm. the different questions that we need answered? Yeah. Because that then really unfolds the entire solution. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly. I'm even thinking just about just hiring people, just mm-hmm. because when you're, I just know when I'm interviewing, and you've heard me say this multiple times that. For some reason, within the first 30 seconds of meeting someone, I can typically tell if they're the right person Same. or not for the role. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, something in, in, inherent in, in them. And as you said, it's like, how are they communicating with the client? And I care less if they have the complete experience I'm looking for, but yeah. can, can they be molded into that position? Can they gain the experience? Can they yeah. actually thrive at the position? Exactly. That's, I look at for the potential and like the heart of the individual more than their past skill set. Well, that's exactly how it is for me. Yesterday, um, they like I was on a panel, right? That mm-hmm. I was featured as whatever an executive who has what has been my advice or hiring practices. Mm-hmm. And we each were distinct women who shared our perspective. And one of the things that I talked about is. I am a firm believer in hire with aptitude. Mm. Yes. And it's less about do you have these hard skills at this precise moment Mm -hmm. because I love teaching and coaching and Mm -hmm. guiding. And I had those same things like granted to me Mm -hmm. as a professional. And so that's how I look at it even for complicated, you know, kind of areas of like financial services or, you know, technology products and stuff. But mm-hmm. these things can all be learned, right? Mm-hmm. Like they, like you said, skills like, can skill, be learned. Like personality can have to be, be. teachable. Mm-hmm. They have to mm-hmm. be yeah. teachable, and they have to have soft skills, mm-hmm. which are like innate. Yeah. My thing is like 
I will put in the effort somebody else is going to put in. Mm -hmm. Like, I will go all the way for somebody if they're willing to put all that effort in. But if somebody is trying to barely scrape by on effort, like, that's not worth the time to me because Mm -hmm. I want to help the person who genuinely wants it. Well, that's work ethic, too. Yeah. I'm like, because I'm the person who 100% will, like, burn myself out, like, trying to do everything all at once. And that's Mm -hmm. something that's been really hard to learn is boundaries. Yes. But like, and so it's kind of like, okay, I still want to help people. Like education is one of my favorite things about my job. Mm -hmm. And, but I can't put everything on everybody all the time. And I can't take everything from everybody. Mm -hmm. What's, what's the um, most difficult teaching moment you've had? Especially now as a manager, right? Yeah, I feel like it's when a bad review did happen Mm -hmm. and trying to communicate like the bad review doesn't mean you're a terrible person, you're a terrible stylist, but like, what did you do? Because like I did the redo on it. I'm like, I kind of saw, but it's Mm -hmm. that communication of like, are you willing to accept the responsibility and hear out what could have gone different? Mm. I feel like because mm-hmm. a lot of times if it's coming from a bad review, ego's already involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. once you get ego involved, a lot of times you lose that like sense of morality. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, not to um, not to not have like a customer always knows best perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes customers don't even freaking know what to ask for. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. I would say often I feel like people do not even know what they want. That happens, and that's all what the like we were talking consultation. Yeah. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Is like okay, let's look at photos. Like, mm-hmm. and why I love the question: What don't you want? Mm-hmm. And if somebody doesn't know necessarily what they want, it's always good to err on the side of like conservative because mm-hmm. you can cut more, you can't cut less. Right. Mm-hmm. Like once it's on the ground, it's on the ground. Yeah. Man, yeah, when gone. I when I did that bad Jesus meets triangle. <laughs> Slash Japanese Bob thing uh, yeah. just three years ago. It was like really horrific that she just went way higher than I had told yeah. her to go. Mm. And do you know how long my hair was, Andy? It was down to here. And I wanted her to also cut it so I could donate it because mm. it was like oh, all, it was no. also all virgin hair. Like I hadn't yeah. dyed it. So. I was really sad. Yeah, Mm. on a side note for donation, though, like, don't do locks of love. They sell the wigs. They're not actually being donated. Wigs for kids is great. They make them for children with, like, who are cancer patients, and they get donated to the kids. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Mm. So, like, they're, like, the ideal one to donate to, but that's Mm. just, like, a minor plug for them Mm -hmm. because I love the organization. Oh, Wigs for Kids? Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I I have a question, uh, and it's really about what, do you think makes a good stylist? So me, I'm I'm an artist, uh, musician, professionally yeah. a drummer. I also play guitar and other instruments. And and as I look at a hairstylist, you can learn, say, the craft and be proficient from a technical standpoint. Yeah. But what makes a musician a musician is the ability to kind of transcend beyond that and have vision, have soul, and have this sort of performance technique that's your own and, and authentic. When it comes to hairstyling, yep. People can learn how to use a set of scissors and cut precisely, yeah. but it requires like a vision on what will look good on a certain type of person, uh, head shape and all these different pieces. What really like makes, in your opinion, a great stylist, a great stylist? I feel like a great stylist, like you said, technical skills can be learned, mm-hmm. cut, color, any of that. But for me, so much of it is the ability 
to adapt to who's in your chair mm. and see them as an individual and kind of catch somebody's vibe very early on. If somebody wants to be more high maintenance, they mm -hmm. want to put the effort into styling, like, mm -hmm. and knowing how to adapt to the person is and not necessarily let what you want to do get in the way. Mm. Like it's almost like being egoless. Yeah. You, and looking at what's best, same thing with music. It's what's best yeah. for the composition, not what's best for you as the in instrumentalist. And that's yeah. kind of what you're conveying. But, but I have a question, right? Uh -huh. Like I'm looking at you both as artists right now. Mm. Yeah. And I know you don't have a tolerance. Uh, we, we prefer you're looking at us as like incredibly gorgeous artists. Let me I mean, let me stunning. add that yes. stunning. Just <laughs> like my like oh I can't talk about these things on camera. Oh um, darling, like thank my you. body's uh -huh. heated, you know. <laughs> by the side of you guys. Of, of, of but it is. you know, uh, my my question mm -hmm. is, knowing I know him obviously really well. Mm -hmm. You have like not a tolerance for poor quality colleagues yes that is true mm -hmm. i get i get at times frustrated with musicians because well, often like musicians no, no, will no, talk no. i want you to tell andy what you do to us in the band so this may sound arrogant um, oh that's a good start but, but i i am <laughs> i i have adopted the nickname from uh, colleagues in the industry as well as friends that when i step into a situation they call me one take yates which means I can step into a situation, I play it once, and it's done, and it's like the the, the perfect performance. So what she's referring to mm -hmm. is where I'll be arrogant. And he's not exaggerating. Is I will <laughs> tell people to get together and practice and be ready for when I show up, and I'm not going to sit down and play drums until you until you all no. are ready to play with me. And then when I produce the band. Um, that we have together, uh, we'll put together a lineup anywhere from five to 10 plus musicians. I won't even sit behind the drum set until we're probably about three quarters of the way through our rehearsals for a show because I get the band to the point where I'm producing them where I feel it's actually worth my time to get behind the drum kit and actually play the songs that they're ready to actually play with me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm different than that one. <laughs> I like, I, I totally get that because I have a high standard for myself. But I also, for myself, feel like I'm never good enough on the first take. Like, mm. I can find a flaw in absolutely anything I do. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, for me personally, once I reach the point where I've, like, maxed out on something, mm -hmm. that's when I should quit. Because once I can't keep learning, once I feel like I am the best at something, I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, this is the time to quit. Because you're never done growing on mm -hmm. anything. And that's the way I look at, like, all my colleagues. Mm -hmm is like, okay, this time went a little rougher, so what do we need to practice? Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of like leading people to their own conclusions on things. Mm. Of like, okay, what do you think went wrong? Why I was gonna do you ask think you, this happened? Tell me an example of that. Like, yeah, it's kind you don't of, have to use your name of whoever, yeah, but like. It's kind of like something was like, with the, it was blending with thinning shears mm -hmm. and it was basically like okay there was stair steps in the back from the thinning shears where you got like the little like square notches from them mm -hmm. and i'm like why do you think that happened like what could go different i've seen square mm -hmm. notches before that's why i'm having that face yeah square exactly <laughs> and it's like do this on a mannequin head then try something else and then come back to me mm -hmm. like and then we'll go over something or with color when we're teaching somebody color it's like I want you to formulate first, then talk to me. And then if we need to adjust, we'll talk about why. Mm. 
sort of thing because I don't like the idea of like telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has their own journey on everything and there's not necessarily one right way to do anything. I know you mm-hmm. said you're not a certified therapist, <laughs> but there's this really kind of very calming approach that you <laughs> seem to imbue when mm-hmm. you share <laughs> what you do, how you mm-hmm. do. It's really lovely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I feel like part of it is I want to be the person that I wanted. And like for me too, I'm autistic. Like I have very different ways of communicating things. And I feel like I also over communicate sometimes mm-hmm. because I've run into the issue of like something being taken wrong because mm-hmm. like right now I'm like intentionally putting expression in my voice. Otherwise we're just talking here completely mm-hmm. and everything's monotone. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's kind of like a learned response that a lot of people who are neurodivergent do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you you just said you're autistic. Wait, are you, are you I was gonna say, are you neurodivergent? Yeah. Uh, oh. So, but you have amazing self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of therapy. Oh. A lot of therapy. You know, that's a theme mm-hmm. like in general mm-hmm. with that I think is so, so critical mm-hmm. and important for mental health mm-hmm. that we have to take care of ourselves in order to be able to take care of others and add value, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. For others. I love how the champagne almost was going off. <laughs> Did you see my just like... I have like gigantic <laughs> eyeballs and Greg and our kids often make fun of me. They're like, she has eyeballs behind her head yeah. and I peripheral yeah. vision. It was like yeah, right on the edge of the yeah. table. I could I feel it. it and I'm I just like... It. <laughs> also trying not to clink the glass very loudly in the process we primarily drink clears our, actually our go-to is tequila we're, we're tequila we, so the two main drinks we have tequila and champagne mine Those are our is two go-to. red wine and whiskey so Ooh, like I love I love yes. red wine and I used to have but I used do you to have like a, a sweet or a bold wine uh, I prefer I'm not a fan of a, of we a, like of dry. a sweet yeah, yeah. Uh, so like I love a, I so I'm not like a Riesling fan, but oh, it, no. and so I'm more of a like I, I love a like nice Cabernet, a Pinot Noir, something kind of like. Pinot's too sweet for me. Oh, Pinot's like still too sweet Cab, for me. Syrahs, like Brunellos. Nice. Syrahs oh, is Brunello. Like, I like the super dark, like almost yeah. bitter wine. Do you ever oh. try to go to like um because it's not far actually. And do you like Merlot's area? Like Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Have you gone there? I haven't like... done there. I've done Napa a few times. We did um, mm. Napa and Sonoma last year around mm-hmm. this time. No, February with Admittedly, my sister. Admittedly, like taking nice. advantage slightly of my parents because they have a bunch of wine clubs. So they get like free tastings every year. That they is get, amazing. They get four seats. And so mm. I'm just like, well, you know, it's only like an hour flight and I don't get to see you guys often. It would be mm-hmm. great Aww. to join. So I'm just like crashing their romantic like Napa trip together. Wow. Yeah. And I, I get to drink wine that's yeah. good. That's You're good. like yeah. almost 30. It's not breaking romance. It's like hanging <laughs> out with the kid. You, you want a good inexpensive wine that tastes uh, more expensive than what it is. And it's kind of pretty basic. Bogle. If you're familiar with Bogle wine, just B-O-G-L-E. Uh, well, the other one is also Josh, right? Well, I Josh, love Josh. Josh is good. It's a little more like Bogle. You can get like eight to ten dollars. Josh is more in like the depending where you get 15? like seventeen to yeah. you know like you gotta go to Bevmo because they do the like buy one get one for five cents. Oh. So really, that's the thing. They alternate the wines, but so you can get like what do you two, mean five cents? Yes, if you're a club member there. Wow. Which is free. And so huh. you can get like two $30 bottles of wine and then it's only like $15. Wow. So I used to have a wine, a nice wine collection, but we drink less wine for a couple of reasons. One, I love, one of my vices is wine and like 
putting out like a, a cheese board, like a charcuterie and everything. I absolutely love it. It's just not the healthiest thing for you. And then when we drink wine, we always feel bloated the next day just from the sugar content. Yeah. But it's funny. We drink champagne, but we... Uh, champagne is less calories. But champagne is less calories. Fair and champagne. so, but I love, I love a great red wine. And then also other wines, uh, reds that are inexpensive, that taste great, are from uh, Chile and Argentina. Yeah. Those, those, those are great. Those are great. Like, see, I do the charcuterie board too, except for it's normally like Ritz crackers and just a block of cheese that I'm cutting off directly. <laughs> so like cheddar with, cheese. Yeah, you know? like directly it's, with a knife. I don't yeah. go for the board. That's I'm just a, sitting it's, there it's like a baby. A, it's a baby board. Yeah, I'm just sitting there like the little like trash goblin sitting at home and like PJ's just so like when, biting my block so of cheese. So can you imagine we've got our two teeny boppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... My my teeny bopper specifically, mm-hmm. she she's probably gonna be like extravagant compared to us because yeah. she's like, Mom, you and Greg haven't put out the cheese board in a while. Yeah. And <laughs> she's like, When you do it, can you make sure there's raw honeycomb? Yeah, she like, loves we've yeah, we introduced her to the raw honeycomb yeah. with No, that's the mistake you made. You don't you know? introduce it. You wait till they find it on the Do you own. know how many years she's been eating it? Since she was like five. Well, you wanna know why? It's because when that's we great, build though. a cheese board, we're like historically we were building it, say, for ourselves, and then she would dabble okay, in it. True. And because when we build it, it's a pretty no, like no, elaborate no, board. I, I don't agree with you. Mm. B, there was a BG period. Uh-huh. There was. There was, right? And BG period when I was with, you know, D. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't forget, K. I used to bring uh No, cheese. this is before you entered my life. Okay. okay. All right? Yeah. Miss <laughs> K, Miss K was already divulging her appetite into mm. this because I have always made food, remember? Well, and put course. it out. Yes. Like, and I make variety of food. Mm-hmm. And this is the girl when she was five years old, mind you, said, for my birthday, can you and daddy take me to Paris? I want to go to museums. I want to eat cheese. <laughs> oh so you my forget, God. you forget, I'm not, I'm your, not for, you forget not, your brown I'm, child I'm talking and about, what she I'm like, just ta- who I'm, she is. I'm talking about the honeycomb experience and like the expansion <laughs> of the cheese board. Honeycomb something i've always brought to the mm-hmm. table okay i yep. mean look uh-huh. at me uh-huh. i bring the honey yeah because i you're, do love you some like, honeycomb yeah. though yes it's so good she's like i'm a sweetener so the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so talking cheese boards what do you so you mentioned your cheese board so whenever building a, a cheese board people will will typically ask like what goes into a cheese board so i always look at a cheese 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 cheese, so cheese and crackers cheese but, and, and a board or or some beautiful artisan bread like falone or oh my god semolina. good bread is like the best thing it's the best it. thing and then when building a cheese board you have to have the selection of cheeses so i always look at a cheese board with like a minimum of say like four or five cheeses because you need the different families yeah. so you need like the blue where you can have like a bailey hazen a beautiful santa gur something that's either creamy or a little crumbly but something you can put I on love bread like a brie then you uh, have the brie, then critical. you have the cream yeah. section. Then you can have like the the, the type of, of brie and there's different types of beautiful um, essences of brie, like a Moses sleeper yeah. and others. So you've got the brie selection, but then take brie to the next level where you go like the stinky soft cheese, like a no, French aplos. I, I don't, I'm not about the stinky oh, cheese you're not about life. The stinky? I'm not about that life. The it, smell is way too aggressive it's, for it's, me. It's pungent. Then you got to go like the sheep kind of side where you get like a, a four year aged Gouda, which Gouda like crystallizes my, in the mouth. Yeah, Gouda oh, is my all time so favorite. So the the so is probably my favorite stinky the, cheese. Oh, it's such, I can't it, do the it blue. It stinks up the entire refrigerator. I can't do blue cheese. Like I hate uh, goat cheese. To me, like, blue cheese actually looks like it's spoiling. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you're eating spoiled food. I can't get food. past the texture of mm. them either because I have so many sensory issues mm. with texture. Like mm. I'm also don't like cream cheese. 
like kind of a cheese, oh. but oh. and to be fair, I don't know if I don't like the taste of it mm. because I've never been able to take a bite of it because the smell hits me and I immediately a get cream it. cheese. Yes, cream cheese cream has cheese. a smell. Yes, it does. It has a smell. It has like a little bit of a of a smell. It has a distinctive smell. I think I compare it to the really super stinky cheeses in, that you ever since me I've to. been a kid. Yeah. Like I'll get here to try it to take a mm -hmm. bite and then it, it hits, hits me. You. Yeah. So then, I might like the taste yeah. of it. I can never get it to the point Past that I of, actually take it. Like plug your nose first. But then you can't taste anything can't anyways. Taste and then, oh, but what about, so now there's two other types of cheeses that yeah. are put on the board. And you have to go the kind of the more milky category, which could be like a fresh mozzarella or a burrata. Do you like fresh oh, mozzarella or burrata? Burrata. Oh. I love both, but burrata is the way for oh, me. It is a gorgeous and then uh, the last category is like the pure salty category mm -hmm. which could be like a provolone or the parmesan or parmesan yeah. or stravecchio it's like something something of that nature when you put all of that together then kirthi makes a hot sauce this awesome hot sauce which is either habanero Amazing. ghost carolina reaper scorpion whatever we can get our hands yeah. on and she makes it uh, a batch every month and it lasts a month because we eat it like it's going out can of style I, like, get you to ship me one of those because yeah. that sounds yeah. amazing. It's called God Spice Hot Sauce. <laughs> we actually, funnily plug. enough. Yes, with a little plug. Well, funnily enough, what Greg is working on is now um, we may have uh, food distributors that we're going to be working with mm -hmm. soon. So it's going to become another project for us. Um, There's always a new project. Yes, a new commercial project. So mm -hmm. that will be exciting. And then when you take, so when then, so you can take a, some brie. Yeah. So, you know, you have brie, especially if it's like an oozy brie, and uh, put it on a piece of phalone or semolina, then put a little bit of a honeycomb and throw the hot sauce right on top. So you've got the spice, the sweet, the, the salt creamy. from the brie, Are and the cream from the brie. Are you purposely making me hungry right And now? then the like semolina, <laughs> which has a, like a sweetness element to it. We're it's just, so it's, oh my eating Lord. lunch after this. Oh, yes, it is please. Like, oh my God. It is like, so delightful. <laughs> and then you after- You made that just so delightful sounding, and I'm so disappointed you don't have some it, right and now. Then I it, mean, we a, have habaneros in the fridge. We do, we have fresh habaneros in the fridge. I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> well, those are red, so it's all good. <laughs> Orangey. And then what you do is you take a bite and then while... Yeah, and then... And then <laughs> We're comparing her to the color of habanero. This is like so wrong in no, so many ways. Well, the seeds are white. Me. The seeds in the habanero if are I white. If I take so. a bite, I'll just turn red to match it. Oh. <laughs> so then what you have to do, you take a bite and then while the cheese and everything is in your mouth, mm. um, while it's sitting there, then you take a sip of like a Cabernet or something that can like work with the fat of the cheese, no, something I heavy. No, I can't put liquid then, to the bread. Oh, but then you then put it, it together. Mushy. No, but the thing is that not with a good like fresh semolina, it doesn't get mushy. And then with the with the cheese and everything in your mouth, you can like blend it together and then chew on it. And then especially you have the world's biggest mouth, honey. Like you put all I, I this piled up. Like it's still somewhat crunchy. Like, oh, we're like, oh yeah, it's not. It's not like yeah. It's I'm it's, like picturing like a when yes, I'm having so, it not yeah, like a little like a, not this giant <laughs> not sandwich. Like a, it's like not a, a rakshasa size. It's like it's like it's like all layers of the cheese board towered up like the Eiffel Tower. You and have you're to like, find it like a burger. <laughs> not really how we imagine eating cheese oh, board with you. But honey. blend it with wine, and the wine just pulls out the flavor of. It's a good thing everything. you're cute, and you get away oh, my with my lord. It's whatever you're doing right now. Um, my it's mouth. Fun. I want cheese. 
Chinese word I am, right now. I, my just, mouth why is did you watering. talk about this? You just made us hungry. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> I can't help it. It's, we have really important topics to get into. I know. And one of them is probably about the hunger in the cheese board that we're going to have to procure at some yeah, point. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Like, I mean, <sighs> it sounds oh like we're going to go out for Mexican mm. after this. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which is not really a cheese bar, although we could we could get some uh, yes, queso, some queso, yeah. Chips and queso yeah, is like basically queso. cheese board. Yeah, yeah that's get true. Queso and that's true. Yes. Like four different cheeses melted together. That's in right. queso. Exactly. It's so good. And then you can get like the peppers uh, in there, some so, mushrooms. Like exactly, mm. it's basically cheese board, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get Tori to take and us. Yes, that's please. true. Like Tori, we're not hanging out here. We're going out for Mexican. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're doing Mexican. <laughs> we're getting some queso to make up for I mean, today's shark. Kuta recession. <laughs> there is, I do work in past like my current salon and there's this amazing taco place right by it. Really? And I know that I go there too often because I walk in, they go, you want the quesadilla, right? They, they just know. Like, they know. So we have establishments like that mm-hmm. in yeah. the city and um, they, and I'm, of course, you probably wouldn't be surprised. I'm a little particular and picky. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm the pickiest person. Like, I get it. And so we walk in, they're like, you want your special guacamole that's not on the menu, that doesn't have onions, that extra fire heat in it, and you want it with the side of soft corn tortillas. Yes. And make that a double. Make that a double. Can I say a controversial statement? Yeah. Sure. Avocados are terrible. <gasps> Ooh. I hate guacamole. I hate avocados. They taste like mushy grass. Oh. Oh. It's like mushy dirt and grass and like mm. I cannot stand them and I always get the worst reactions to that. Well, but like do you, do you, so is it sensory like it's issues totally that you sensory. have cuz now you're talking nose now like texture Oh no, it's a running taste. joke in my family. It's not the uh. taste, it's the texture for like half the foods. I also don't like cake because it's spongy. Oh, my daughter doesn't Wait like cake Wait a second, cake she's describing all the things that even doesn't yeah, like. Yeah, my daughter is the same kind of way. She doesn't <laughs> like cake, but she'll eat cupcakes. No, I don't it's the texture. Yeah. There's like it's the texture, mm-hmm. which is the problem. Like, I hate velvet because velvet feels prickly. Oh, I can see I, that. Okay, so you feel... So, you know, sensory is something I don't think a lot of people have been uh, aware of. Yeah. Mm. And um, for me, I dealt with uh, a child who had tactile sensory issues. Oh, I have mm. so many of those, too. Mm. Like, would not wear certain fabrics. Mm-hmm. Could Same not thing with my tolerate it. it was, you know, she used words when she was like, not even two. She said, "Suffocating, mm. yeah, I'm suffocating." Why Don't do you make think me I wear, wear stretchy everything? Like, yeah, it's great. I wouldn't wear jeans until I was she probably ten years only old. Only started wearing jeans when she was like eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't wear them until I was like ten years old. Do these tights cover your feet under the socks. Yeah, because they otherwise they're are they roll- stirrups. No, I just do this. Because oh, okay. otherwise, when I wear the boots, they like they start to inch they their ride way up. up, and then it feels wrong. I can't. That's my issue with socks, and like Kirthi knows, I'm incredibly anal. Like putting on socks, like the line, the stitching has to be. Yeah, no, it, I shift it off spot. of my pinky so I, I can't feel thing. it on my pinky. That's exactly what like. I do. And the family tells me oh, you're still putting on your shoes. So annoying. Then start no, putting on your shoes. Adjusting my socks accordingly, and I can't yeah. stand if it bunches up in the back at all. Exactly, I'm very which anal is why about. I tuck like leggings mm-hmm. into them so they. Don't write up. Also, if I'm wearing like fishnet anything, yep. I will put socks under them, which is like not the sexy thing for but like. That doesn't feel comfortable to me. Like the fishnet on my foot feels worse than the sock because I can't feel the fishnet on my like foot. Like that pattern. I can't feel it if I have the sock underneath. So it's like 
I'm wearing fishnets. We're all like sexy tonight. No, and it's like, wait, let me remove my socks, socks. from under. But those the- are hidden. I mean, they're hidden, right? Like they're under the fishnet. Yeah, they're hidden until they're Unless not. Unless they're an exposed shoe, right? No, mm-hmm. then I'm not wearing fishnets. Mm-hmm. No, that mm-hmm. I don't. I would say no to that fashion statement if mm-hmm. that was the yeah. case. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, then I'm just not going to wear them. Like mm-hmm. I have to have socks underneath because so it feels wrong feeling the uh, pattern. But Fishnets so are this- sexy. Fishnets they are, are sexy, sexy unless you're wearing socks under them. Yeah. They're sexy <laughs> until I wear take my shoes off and then I'm like Yeah. Until it's like, wait, who brought the grandma? <laughs> <laughs> You know, 28 going on 70. 70. <laughs> Hello, children. <laughs> but like sensory is like um I, I just wasn't aware of it honestly yeah. till I had a child who was sensitive to mm. things. Yeah. And, would say like I don't want it too tight here, here like the private region. Like mm-hmm. didn't yeah. want things touching or affecting her. You know, in a Ironically, certain. Ironically, for me, tighter clothes are better because I hate the feeling of fabric moving. I'm oh, the same that's way. Because I can't stand when it's things. like tight, it stays in the same spot, so it's a mm-hmm. consistent sensation. But but tight and smooth on the inside, right? Depends on what it is, though. Like, there's so many exceptions. I don't even understand wait, wait, wait. myself. Did you just say tight and smooth on the inside? <laughs> um, I mean, sometimes we like ribbed I mean, things. Exactly. I mean, every man's dream. Um, uh, and woman, whoever. And woman, that's that, true. Actually, any yeah, true. Any person's dream. Yes. I, I, that yes, came yes. across. That, that really came across the wrong way. Um, the opportunity was there on that one. Uh, wow. Sometimes I found the rib texture yes. was creating uneasiness. Whoa, oh. this Whoa. is. Whoa, whoa. Well, well, was it was it a little too sharp? Was it just a little too sharp and just not rough. rounded ribs? It, it was a little, little rough. rough, you know. Uh, huh. <laughs> Who doesn't love a rough ride every once in a while? <laughs> what we what? It's it's like being in a jeep in the hills in the mountains. It, it could be a rough is ride. It Four p.m. somewhere? Like someone tell me. Someone I thought I thought it was five p.m. Somewhere. I mean, it's only the half a glass of champagne. <laughs> I mean, it's our breakfast mimosa. Yes, we we're missing somebody the OJ. didn't get us the what? charcuterie board. It's, I know, <laughs> Kathy, you had one job. Come on now. Oh shit! I was supposed to do that. I think that was you. Me? Yeah, Mr. Cheese Man oh. describing like cheese to their like you can't get like a microbial. 3D porn description of cheese and not have it. It was basically cheese porn. It was cheese, cheese porn. Cheese porn. Well, well, you know, I'm I, I'm still like cheese fixated on tight the and satisfaction soft. Ending. Oh, tight and soft. So, well, that's kind of like a that's kind of like brie. Before you no, cut no, into tight. like a it brie, tight, it's like tight, smooth, and. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, like the brine around a brie is like no, tight and then it's smooth on the smooth. inside. You know? If anybody ever asks why I'm oh. single, can I just play this clip back? Is the reason why. So then, is blue cheese the like the the rippled or the uh, the rough one? What were you just talking about the the ribbed one? It's got like little ridges in it. It's like the no, ribbed version blue of a cheese. cheese. Is the like I'm sad and you need to go home. You need now. to go home now. It's like it's old and moldy and already I've been used. I've been trying. I've been trying to take a sip for the last three minutes. It's been impossible All to right. take a sip. 
We will uh, take one together. Mm. Yes. Cheers. Just Cheers. Let's, let's just not to, spit to, it out. Too tight and smooth. <laughs>